Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And today we're going to go back to 2006 and talk about an album and a whole production a little bit uh, of something that I have to admit, at first I was pretty down on and not interested in, but uh, I'm excited to talk about it. And that's the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show, uh, the actual album, Love. That's right. We Now, we can't talk about the show, Dave. And why right. is that? Because neither of us have seen it. In fact, I've <laughs> no. never even been to Las Vegas. Have you been to Las Vegas? No, not at no, all. Me if either. I go to Va- Las Vegas someday, knock on wood, if uh, all this, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, COVID stops. COVID-19 yeah. uh, uh, fades away and we can once again go and see shows. And I ever get to Las Vegas, this would be the one thing I would yes. want to do. Me too. Uh, I have seen Cirque du Soleil before, though, Dave. Have you? I have not, no. Uh, uh, how, how would you, for people who may not know, how would you describe, because this is the big the Cirque du Soleil Beatles show that's been playing at the Mirage Theater in Las Vegas since 2006. So what is Cirque du Soleil, if you had to describe it? Well, it's a very artistic, very French clown sort of circus uh, that taps into uh, uh, the um, emotions a lot more than your typical clowning does. And pr- a very like extremely entertaining presentation with all of their shows, a lot of lighting uh, cues. And uh, the shows I've seen, there've been live, live musicians, live music playing mm-hmm. that you can't barely see where they're at, kind of hidden in the rafters. Uh, and very exciting. I, I saw the uh, uh, one that's been running on uh, downtown Disney for many oh, years. Yeah. Uh, and I saw one here in Chicago that was in the tent outside of uh, uh, the United Center. And both shows I just was uh, uh, very enamored with. I uh, think it's a wonderful uh, production company. And they're sort of like acrobatic and uh, yeah. kind of like physical ballet, dancing, kind of a whole bunch of things put together. Uh, like sort of, yeah. I mean, circus is in the, the title, uh, but in this case, they don't, they're kind of interpreting. Would you say interpreting the songs or yeah, packing them out or yeah, yeah. You know, um, yes, uh, and I, I that's as much as I can say about the. I have watched a couple clips. Yes, me too. Uh, I watched the. Uh, I believe it was the Lucy in the Sky with that Diamonds was, clip. Yep, that's the one I watched too. And uh, I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. I, I'm I'm excited to see the rest of the show." But uh, of course, this isn't a review of the show because neither of us have seen it. Right. Uh, but uh, because of the existence of the show, this became, I think, a a pretty famous agree to disagree uh, between them. <laughs> yes. That you said back in those days. Now, maybe maybe your views changed on this, but you said, "Well, without seeing the show, you know, this is just the soundtrack to the show. Without seeing the show, the enjoyment of the album on its own, not not so great." Mm-hmm. And I contended, "No, you don't need to see the show. The album's great. The show's secondary to the to the album." So that was the sort of agree to disagree, our hard positions that we were taking. Wow. Yes. Not, not that we ever really take hard positions. So we're, we're very flexible people who. Yeah. Who you, you evolve. Are, and... Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious, just as a, as a 
starter for this conversation if that's changed in your view a little bit? Well, yeah, we should say what the album, if you're not familiar with it, what it is and why I might have said that, uh, because it's a mixture of uh, some of the songs are kind of are pretty much as they are. So straight ahead songs, they're maybe shortened a bit or they're edited. And these mm-hmm. were done by George Martin and Giles Martin. Uh, but a lot of the songs have are, are you kind of take one song as a bass and then you you put a bunch of stuff on top of it, sounds from other songs. Uh, all everything on this album comes from the Beatles catalog uh, or some some unre- some unreleased material, uh, but it's all Beatle made stuff. Yeah. And so save it, for one thing, which we'll, for, we'll, yes. we'll we'll get to at some point. Right. So so, so it's mashups, a right? mashup. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we back in back in around the time that this was came out, mashups had become a, a little bit of a new thing of yeah. like, oh, let's let's take uh uh this and we'll add it to that. One of the famous mashups that's sort of out there which someday we may talk about is the Gray album, which mm. is where they take the white album and they mix it with Jay-Z's The Black album. And you get like elements of Beatles and elements of Jay Z all together. People really enjoy it. So it's partially mashup, and it is partially stuff that you would you would uh, think that they wrote to sort of inspire the presentation of the, of a, a great uh, um, show. Yeah, theatrical production. A th- theatrical yeah. production. Uh, how this came to be i guess is it really came from george harrison was friends with the guy who started cirque du soleil i don't have his name in front of me yes let's do a show what about a show based on beatles music guy la liberté i'm glad you did that instead of me (laughs) la La liberté la liberté very good very good but it quickly went moved over to the plate of George Martin and George Martin, of course, had started to lose his hearing a little bit. And so he got Giles Martin and they worked on this together. So what we've got here is the last George Martin uh, Beatles production. Right. Including him actually writing a score for one of these songs. We'll get to that. Mm hmm. Um, that's the only new piece of music in it. Otherwise, it's taken from the Beatles tracks. Uh, and what I like about it, you know, what I liked initially about it is that they it, they could open up the catalog and kind of like, for lack of a better term, dick around with the songs <laughs> a little bit more than uh-huh. say these these uh, these newer Giles Martin remixes. Really, they try to keep. Oh, we don't want to. We don't want to veer too far away from the track originally was. Uh, well, that's that seemed to be inspiring enough that a lot of these tracks have got a lot of stuff in there. Maybe some have too much stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some are are real like uh, uh, I don't like these elements. Others are fantastically that way. Uh, particularly, I think, uh, just to spoiler, right at the very end of the album, the uh, All You Need Is Love riff, where they're riffing, and we get some of this, we get some of that, we get some of, you know, we get little hits of 
various Beatles songs. It just really comes off really well. Uh, other places, maybe it's a little more, uh, you know, yeah. doesn't work so hot. Uh, I, I One of the reasons I like it so much, though, is there are certain very breathtaking parts of, the, of these tracks where maybe you strip away things and mm. you're left with, you're left, like, for instance, in Hey Jude, at some point, they strip away everything but the voice. And then they bring, like, like you would at a concert, maybe, then all the bass comes in and then all <laughs> the drums come in, you know? So, which you can't, you know, on the regular track of Hey Jude, you'd never be like, oh, let's, let's do a new version of this and do that. Well, this gave them the chance to do something exciting like that. So, so mm-hmm. I do think that that creates a vibrant album here and, and something where there's like some, particularly for a Beatles fan who's listened to a lot of the Beatles for many years and maybe gotten very bored with some of these songs. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's here's uh, uh, Hey Jude in a in a way that's like uh, a new a new kind of breathtaking uh, version of it. So those are great points, and I think that's you've you've hit on why I had problems with it initially. I think is because uh, I it seemed very gimmicky to me, and it still does a little bit. Kind of felt a little bit gimmicky. Let's just see how many things we can throw on top of one another, and then make all the Beatle fans go, "Ooh, that's the." background vocals from hey the hey bulldog or oh this is the this or that uh but yeah but then but you do uh, sit around play that game a little bit of like what is that drum from Uh, yeah that's not the right drum what is that from and you're like then you go online and you're online for three hours trying to figure out (laughs) where it's from (laughs) and so at the time (laughs) yeah exactly and so at the time i was like you know i preferred the straight ahead tunes and wasn't too in you know sort of like oh this is cool but i don't think i would ever listen to this because it's it's not my preferred choice and then it would come on and shuffle or i'd hear it and be like uh okay well so it is uh but now i think all these years later because this is 14 years ago i i I kind of get what they're going for and it makes a lot more sense to me and there's some quotes in the i have the program here that uh, you know i never went but i had a student when i taught the beatles class and a student went to Vegas and brought it back to me, which I thought was very nice. I don't remember his name, but uh, that was very nice of him to do. But there are some quotes in here, and I think the gist of it is, here we have, uh, I'll read all four quotes from the Beatle people here. So Paul says, the idea of the magic of Cirque du Soleil coming together with the magic of the Beatles music is a very exciting one. And Ringo says, the Beatles, Cirque du Soleil, Las Vegas. All you need is love, peace, and love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hasn't changed a bit. You could have not said who that was from. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> and then Yoko says, "The Beatles and Cirque. I think it's a great combination. The Beatles' agile mind and Cirque's agile body." And then Olivia says, "From a friendship and a wellspring of creativity emerged love." And then George Martin was quoted as saying something like, this is a, a tribute to not, to, not to use a bad tour name, but a freshening up of the Beatles music. And you get to hear things in a different way. I think that's what he and Giles were after. And yeah. For that, for that purpose, I think it's pretty successful. Yeah, I do think it's successful. And uh, uh, I think it's very successful sonically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, uh, uh had an interview one of our uh 
favorite uh, episodes uh, with Kit O'Toole. Yes. Uh, and Kit, I believe, was talking about in that interview about ha- having been at the show. Yes. And that the speakers and it, hearing little bits of and being like, what's that? Where's that coming? Like, it's just she says, like seat. surround sound right around you. Yeah. Like you're su- surrounded by the speakers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I here have the uh, Beatles Love DVD, which has mm-hmm. the uh, extra um, disc, which has the higher grade audio quality. And now I also uh, uh, subscribe to the uh, Amazon HD. Mm. So I've been listening to this in HD all uh, the last few weeks and just it's outstanding uh, particularly at the, the moment I'm thinking of, of uh, just right off the top of my head is um, in the with, within you, without you mix with tomorrow never knows. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it goes like, down and it's like a <laughs> rumbling kind of bass thing happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is expanding the audio of the, the, the dynamic audiophilic qual- qualities of the uh They've taken the original recordings and they've freshened them up and, and yeah. given them to you in a, in a way that like really like sounds wonderful. That's I'm the sure. big thing that, that stood out, just the, the audio quality and the mixes. And it was kind of, you remember the Yellow Submarine song track that came out in 99, I think. And yeah. everybody was saying, why weren't we using those mixes? And then this came out in 06. And everybody said, why aren't we using these mixes? It just sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. And they've, they've cleaned things up and uh, they are very good mixes. And I, I was hearing things that I, and I know they were actually from the song. They weren't just flown in. Uh, yeah. but, but there were some things that I hadn't heard before either. And so it, it, I think the mixes are really successful and it sounds, I'd love to hear the HD version because I, I think my CD already sounds really good. So yeah, yeah. It's even better. Well, Yes, it's it's excellent. I was a little surprised this one isn't in Ultra HD, which is the mm, new, yeah. uh, uh, the newest uh, uh, fad, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, the the other thing I wanted to say is this: uh, the other were we to not have had this Beatles love happen, would the baton have been passed? Where in a way where us as the Beatles fan who very trustworthy of George Martin. They worked on this together, George and Giles. And now Giles has taken the baton from George Mm. and has given us these new mixes. And now I feel like we trust. Okay. Let's, let's listen to these new mixes. Let's enjoy them. Yeah. Partially because we got this album and it was like, Oh, there's some good stuff. There are some unsuccessful stuff. We'll we'll go (laughs) into each track in here and, be like, yeah, I don't think that one works, or I think that one works better. Yeah, uh, there is some clunkiness, and me listening to it over and over again, I, I have some. I, it might have turn turn. I, <laughs> actually, the first couple listens, I was sort of like maybe where I was like, oh, is Dave right? Maybe I brog on this one. Uh, but um, as the week went on, I was listening to it more and more and enjoying it more and more. That baton passing to George to Giles, I think, is. Is yeah. one of the keynote things about the this uh, album now as we reflect upon it. 
That's an excellent point. It's sort of like like uh, closing one era here of the George Martin era, and then and then Giles is yeah, and like you say, ta- taking the baton, and now he's he did a good job with this. So, uh, well, he's now the keeper of the flame in a way. So uh, I think it works well, and in a way, it kind of had to be Giles more than George because of the type yeah. of the type of music that it is with mashups and the kind of technology involved. I think George was probably deferring to Giles a lot on the, because the, the, there's some quotes about Giles saying he came up with the mix of girl first. And that really, uh-huh. really made him, he was like very proud of it. And then uh, I figured there was another, Oh, fool on the hill. Or there's another one too, that they, they both tried and that kind of. Yeah. The two, the two bonus tracks, yes, they're the on the tracks. CD version, uh, but they're uh, widely available on all of the streaming now. Yes girl and and i like both of those they're, yeah. they're uh, very entertaining i i kind of wish they were integrated into the you know sometimes bonus tracks are great it just ends so perfectly with uh sergeant pepper and then all you need I is know. love i know and it's then sort of now weird. we're now we listen to girl it just kind of feels out of place but yeah um one yeah. other one other criticism of the album i would say is that it's very heavy on the later period Beatle music. Yes. There's hardly anything from the early period. There's only I Want to Hold Your Hand and then Yesterday. And I think, oh, what you're doing very briefly. Uh, yeah. But Great the rest to, is, yeah. yeah. Your favorite song. <laughs> and there's a couple there's a couple little elements here and there of some of the other things. But yeah, there's like for instance in uh Girl, there's a little bit of dum 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 dum. So there's mm-hmm. there's some uh, what is that song I'm, I'm and I love her oh yeah so, <laughs> I just I'll try that the again. whole thing to like, figure out what the hell I was talking yeah. about yeah there's some elements of older but yeah there's I, I very very obvious they they kind of stuck with the later songs possibly just because they thought like oh the band sounds so good in these yeah. later things yeah. and there's so many I I, I guess too if you're doing a show like this, you want a sort of like greatest hits kind of vibe mm. to it. So you get a lot of things that you would, you know, expect like, you know, a day in the life and Hey Jude yeah. and Lady Madonna and things like that. Revolution back yeah. in the USSR. Yeah. That yeah. sort of stuff. Mm. I would have pulled a few of those and added some older stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, should we should we go through each track sure, here? Sure. So it starts out uh, with because, and this one, it very it's essentially remember on anthology three, you just had the vocal acapella of vocals, and that's essentially what it is with just a couple of additions. So you've got some more bird sounds on there, yeah. which uh, <laughs> George I Martin's guess, to make. I guess it more those British. bird sounds are from the. Um, Across the universe, uh, mm-hmm. the version with the birds. <laughs> right. And then a new version of a wood pigeon was brought in to make it more British, according to George Martin. So, oh. But basically, it's the same, just hearing the vocals. Uh, so they broke their own rule like two seconds into the I know. Album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's a good way to start the, the album sounds sounds great and it gets you sort of ready mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it's a good setup for the next one for get back because it starts right out with the hard day's night chord and i think that 
is what like that as soon as you hear that you know that the curtain's probably going up or yeah. the lights are going on or the show's really starting and, so and that, it's that, hard day's night chord right into ringo drums from the end so right. it's a, such a great sort of mashup there uh and 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 then takes you into a kind of shortened version of get back probably to me the right link <laughs> get back <laughs> not one of my faves but uh uh pretty great pretty great uh uh really uplifting energy for the uh uh beginning of the album here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's followed by a very strange version of glass onion uh that comes up next uh what do you think of the glass onion well this is probably one of these where you've listened to it and was like uh okay this is so gimmicky yeah yeah that's what i felt and i i feel like this works this probably works best in the show and in the tra- as 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 it's laid in here is sort of a transition with a lot of the oh let's let's toss a little of this toss a little of that yeah to give you a sort of frantic energy on its own as a track on its own this version of glass onion doesn't hold up to the original no no there's the looping of the oh yeah yeah nothing is real you get some of that you know Uh uh-huh so So. it's kind of hacked up a little bit uh but that you know it's uh yeah it is that's what it is and that goes into eleanor rigby and then julia which is used as a transition so Mm -hmm. uh what do you think of anything on eleanor rigby that it's it, I mean, it just was pretty straightforward. Yeah, this, yeah. This, some of these are so straightforward, it's almost like, mm, are you too straightforward <laughs> now that you're doing your tricks? Yeah, it feels like the, just like the regular <laughs> song is sort of leaves you flat in a weird way. Like, yeah. Nothing's happening. Uh, and then Julia yeah, appears as the transition into I Am the Walrus, which yeah, sounds you think? great. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I am the walrus just sounds fantastic. That's what I've was like, Oh wow. This is, I hear everything here. Yeah. The, uh, real good. Uh, but just, just kind of the regular version. There's not yeah, a whole lot different. of no, nonsense really different. in the, in the, in, no, the, in no. that one. Now that's followed by, uh, has a little bit of different difference to it. The only, like we were saying, the only real, the, the definitely the earliest song here is i want to hold your hand and it's a mashup of the studio recording and then the version from the hollywood bowl were mixed together to create it so you've got the live kind of the the energy of the live track mixed with the studio track and yeah yeah that was really interesting i like yeah. ed sullivan starts it yes you know? ed sullivan's there right so, so uh, <laughs> the Beatles. Uh, it kind of works and once again I, I i wish maybe there was an at least another something from the early days mm-hmm. here it's sort of like it's sort of like the first part of the album also has this feeling like oh hey we're gonna take you back yeah i even think that can i take you back where i keep yeah that's in there too (laughs) is in there and it's sort of like okay we're going back and it feels like here we've landed on the beginning Mm -hmm. uh but then we it's just like we move on from there and we don't (laughs) i mean the next the next thing is sort of a early ish i was thinking this has got to be your favorite 
track because this has two of your favorite songs of all time the word <laughs> and what you're doing <laughs> with drive my car so what well do you think? it's interesting i mean this is like as mash up as you can mash up yeah, yeah this is the ultimate on their mashup as far as we t- let's oh i discovered that it these are at the same tempo yep so same let's key. take in the same key so yeah. let's take a little bit of let's take let's get that driving drive my car drums and then we'll put the word in there and then we'll put you know what you're doing in there <laughs> uh to me it's it's okay it's it's not terrible i i mean it's interesting it has a couple of other flown in items too you've got the guitar solo from Taxman that paul played oh yeah way that out of place if you ask way me. out of, yeah i'm not I don't know what I, of this was one of the that's one of the like two or three elements of all of these that i'm like uh no i know it doesn't fit no and then <laughs> and then like you uh i was the first time I was listening, I heard these horns and I was thinking, oh God, what is that from? What is that from? And then I realized, oh, it's the horns from Savoy Truffle. So again, sort oh, of yeah. randomly flying in the George song horn section. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, the, the Taxman solo doesn't work for me. And the other three, it is. it does take some musical knowledge and ingenuity to figure out that yes they're all about the same tempo same key of d major and uh, yeah. you, can, you can fly things in and out but i mean it, interesting it's a, it is like you say like a mashup is about as mashed up as it can be <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. It, it, i yeah it's 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 good it's mm-hmm. i mean it's not i i none of those are anywhere near my favorite beatles tracks so yeah it's sort of like here's a mashup of some of your elite uh mid to lower favorite <laughs> so think Favorite's of uh, your favorite oh this is dave's favorite <laughs> i know it and that's gink nuss <laughs> yes well what is gink nuss dave if you are uh, fond of word games you might spell those words backwards and you would find you came up with sun king yeah yeah and so it's just the vocal arrangement of sun king played backwards yeah what do you think of it Uh, a little bit creepy actually it kind of swells Uh, i like i like that i remember uh, when i was in high school playing around with revolution nine uh playing the records backwards to see what what it sounded like and uh it was kind of cool so it sort of reminds me of that uh, but it's just this it seems clearly like a like a transitional spot or something to get you to the next thing are you a big fan of uh nick noose uh not really but i mean it, it yeah it's it's a good as a transitional piece it it's it, it's one of the weirder things if you put all beatles tracks in a shuffle mm-hmm that pops up and you're like what the hell yeah what is that <laughs> but uh in in here uh particularly leading into something it, it kind of works mm-hmm. uh and then you get something in blue J- blue jay way yeah. uh uh and, <laughs> yeah. which has a little bit of nowhere man in there randomly mm-hmm. uh but i wanted to read about uh what sir george said about something here oh he said something is a good example sometimes if you change just one thing people really start listening in a new way the guitars are taken off the front and it really makes you hear the whole thing differently 
these are not definite versions, of course, but if we take anything off, we were careful not to remove any of the soul what, of what's there. Hmm. Uh, Paul McCartney's bass line in Something Emerges with the rhythm track removed as a true counter medley. So, and I think that that's true. Yeah. It is interesting Sticks here out. without that, those, you know, those <laughs> guitars, which are great. I mean, yeah, when I was classic. first playing guitar, I was like, oh, yeah, how do you play that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but without it, it really kind of works and it makes it, you know, just as, I mean, it's just as beautiful and soulful as uh, you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, I listened to, I don't know if you did this, but I listened to all of the, there's a podcast about. The, I saw that. I didn't listen to it, but I saw that it was uh, there. So you, on the Beatles SoundCloud uh, page, you can listen to all six of the, and they're just little interviews with, mostly with, George Martin and Giles Martin mm. uh, about some of these tracks. Uh, a little bit of like Yoko, a little bit of, you know, mm. Ringo in there too. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that that, what I just quoted was from uh, okay. that uh, podcast. So pretty, pretty interesting. Well, one of the uh, criticisms that I've read about this, that some reviewers didn't like, and although I don't really understand why they would have, thought it would be different but they said oh we don't like how all these this short versions of the tracks so instead you don't have all of something or you don't have all you know you've got missing verses or things like mm -hmm. that but it seems like that, that that the point is to go along with the show i mean how long is the show going to be if you're going to play, play all, all eight minutes of uh you know <laughs> yes. this or that you know? right right so does that bother you that it's kind of snippets or it's it cut cut songs or um not really in some places i think it like uh for instance get back i think it's helpful yeah <laughs> uh whereas in other places it's sort of like okay well that was just a little taste of this mm -hmm. and on its own hard to enjoy listening to yeah so I, I get that crit criticism. Well, now, I, I will not criticize the next one because oh, this is yeah. one of my favorite ones on the whole album. So oh, what, yeah. what, what's next here? This is, this is what really, Dave, when this came out, this was the thing that excited me the most. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a few more things that I like probably now, maybe even a little better. Eh, I don't know. Hard to say. But it's uh, Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite. And... Then it goes into I Want You, She's So mm -hmm. Heavy, it, in a way, and Helter Skelter's in the background right. there, too. And this mashup is, to me, like, just really excellent. Yes. Because it takes what, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite is always like, uh, you know, very, you know, circus feeling, kind of like still, it had maybe just a hint of foreboding in it. Yeah, yeah. And now it's turned into like more of a frightening kind of like yeah. nightmare, particularly when I Want You comes in and just like lands on the you. The organ and the, yeah, you hear Billy yeah. Preston and yeah. Oh yeah, there's Billy Preston comes in there and then you get Paul's like, yeah, 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 yeah. From yeah, from Helter, Helter Skelter. Skelter. It's just uh, spine tingling to me. Yes, I wish I could see, I wish someone would hint hint if you go film this and put it on youtube so we or send it to us so we can see because i would yeah. love to see what happens i just have a still photo in the the book here but uh, I, that yeah i think that's a really effective use of the mashup 
yeah I mean, one of the best tracks on on love and and honestly i've uh, i've played that track a lot mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh yes. yeah so one of my favorite favorites on this uh uh album uh now, one i don't play a lot is the next one because it's there's not much to say it's just help uh, yeah yeah it's more just or less. a clean help clean pretty, help pretty straightforward yeah i think they just wanted to throw some regular songs yeah, that's too, true. You know? <laughs> so you Plans don't like palette. completely lose your balance and yeah. uh, uh oh the other thing i want to say about just generally about the album is i'd say right around something it starts to pick up yes and yes i agree from there out it's pretty great mm-hmm. i'd say some of the earlier stuff and the gink nuts and all that is sort of like, you know, like you said, uh, a little bit of snippets and maybe mm-hmm. a little too short and maybe not. It's sort of like, where are we going with this? Yeah, hard to figure it out. But the rest of the show kind of f- not just flows, but builds on its uh, on itself, I yeah. think. Um, out of help. See, I instance, would say, yeah, I would say... I would agree with you after this next one. Okay. I, I'm kind of unimpressed with what follows help, which is Blackbird, barely Blackbird, and then most of yesterday. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. That's an interesting transition. I mean, it's an yeah. interesting... Black, Blackbird's kind of a transition. That's okay. That's like, maybe that's... Yesterday. If you th- look at it that way, yeah. you know, and then it's just yesterday, and of course yesterday's great yeah 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 <laughs> and sounds good and the the strings and the, you gotta start to introduce more of the strings because we're gonna get to something spectacular later in the show uh with strings the next track oh excellent one of my done. favorites too yeah oh, just so excellently done yes and that strawberry feels forever with a whole bunch of other stuff with a whole bunch of other stuff well uh it's got what it's got uh piano solo from in my life well, first of all, it's the it's not it's not even the famous it's a demo the demo of Strawberry Fields. Oh yeah, yeah. And so it starts off with the "No one I think is in my tree" the John version that you hear on anthology. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got that the demo, and then uh, then it brings in like you say uh, in my life solo from george martin there it's got sergeant pepper orchestral section the brass from penny lane i remember hearing piggies and that was the yeah. cello and harpsichord of piggies. Oh, the harpsichord of piggies yes it's, very cool it makes your hair stand up yes. how how much it fits into this track it's perfect into the and and uh, this is all over the riff of the sort of shuffly ringo yeah strawberry fields drums that take over towards the end of strawberry fields and then you get some hello goodbye screaming too hey but hello yeah 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 this is this is a really good one i think yeah that's a good one uh i also like the next one dave that within you without you and tomorrow never knows which we do uh, uh, and part of that is because of the trippiness of oh very yeah of you get the sort of churning uh, percussion of tomorrow never knows mm-hmm. and then occasionally like i said they drop it out and then it goes like <laughs> into like yeah. you feel like the floor is opening up or something yeah. uh audio wise while you're getting within you without you vocals on the top of it 
which works works, which works really well amazingly it's yeah. just really really well done so yeah and it kind of fits the both songs are philosophical and kind of either of the psychedelic period so they fit together just in terms of their aesthetics so but I, I, it makes within you without you groove which i think is pretty interesting so yeah oh uh, yeah that's definitely a I, like you said, I, yeah we are kind of picking it up but then then we get another more or less uh straightforward version well the what i like of lucy it, in the sky what i like bef- is with the, the end of that track okay lingers for a while yeah and it sort of like disappears and there's other elements sort of coming in and probably that's where you got to be like uh have your ear up to the speaker and be like oh i know where that's from you know mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of little bits of this and that and then it sort of disappears and then you get sort of like hints of ding dong ding dong. Lu- lucy in the sky with diamonds kind of starting up yeah so yeah. i really like that i really like that transition oh, and yeah. the the picking up before it even hits Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Once you get to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, talking about elements that don't work, <laughs> they have this Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and then you get the <laughs> which I think is from Baby You're a Rich Man. Yes. <laughs> and it's so annoying. Dave. That that one doesn't work. It's yeah. so irritating. I just get very irritated by that every time I hear it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's not, one of that's one of my least favorite bits on this whole thing but uh you know overall okay but yeah. uh and honestly when i watched it with the video i was like oh this is pretty nice it makes know? more sense i guess that way yeah now up to this point we've not heard a certain beetle have we we've not heard anything by this beetle and that would be ringo and so next up is octopus's garden uh which also has another bunch of non-Ringo songs in it, like yeah. Lovely Rita and Helter Skelter. Uh, but you, you well, also... I, yeah. I love how it starts, Dave. Yeah. Which is it starts with the over the strings from Good Night. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And it's like that you're getting... And he's like, I'd like to be... Yes, yeah. And it's so beautiful. And I'm like... I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I don't know why they cut from that to go into the regular, yeah. it's uh, now we're in the regular version. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wish they would have kept it like that and just yeah. kind of kept it in that uh, final. But I do like that there's some some of the effects from Yellow Submarine mm-hmm. are there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think this is listed on any of these things but i think this song i think this is the one that has where you hear john sort of lightly in the background and what it is is him doing the fab oh look out that (laughs) yes yeah yeah. from right before she came in through the bathroom window Mm -hmm. what is that polythene pam polythene pam yeah not credited anywhere that I've seen, but no. I, I I picked it up on a recent listen. I'm like, he's like fab. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so. very true. So it kind that one's pretty good. I think apart from the, it starts out better than I think it than it ends. But yeah, when it kicks uh, into the regular song, I'm I was sort of like let down a little bit. But yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, real good, real good, yeah. real good. Um, I know you're excited about the next one because it features one of our favorite friends of the show, 
EC because you've got Lady Madonna. Oh, yeah, Dave. <laughs> so awesome how this song starts. Too, yes, by the way. yes. Because they start it sort of in the middle, mm-hmm. and it's like you hear like a bunch of clapping and snapping, and then it's like <laughs> the horns come in, or yeah, and and you hear that saxophone playing, and then and then we kick into the regular Lady Madonna intro. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about about why I like this project is because you can if you did that on like oh I'm gonna do a new mix of uh, Lady Madonna uh, in any other setting you'd be shunned but it's so yeah. great sounding yeah and you're hearing this stuff that you don't really hear that cleanly like that mm-hmm. that kind of stuff you know and then when when you hear I didn't really realize that Hey Bulldog works so well too, but that you can hear doon, 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 uh, works very well. And then you've got some Billy Preston organ stuff from I Want You. And then the, it took me a while to get EC's guitar solo from While My Guitar. It's not very easily heard, but, or like, I mean, it, it, you hear it, but it's not recognizable in the context until yeah. you listen carefully. Until I read that it, that's what it yeah, was. I was <laughs> like, I didn't know that it was that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty good. But, um, mm-hmm. and, and you're like, uh, you know, some, sometimes I, I feel like Lady Madonna, like, uh, I'm kind of tired of that one. Yeah. But here it really fits well. And, it, yeah. and the, the peppiness of it too, between, because we had that sort of languid beginning at uh, Octopus's Garden and then we're about to go into Here Comes the Sun and, there's there's some more uh, slower stuff so to to have a peppy piece in there like that i think work, works really well oh yeah and the uh that the drums at the beginning the little claps at the beginning are why do why oh yeah do why don't we do it in the road mm-hmm. so uh i think that i think that one works for me that's Lady a successful one yeah yeah um yeah. that's followed and, by two george songs got here comes the sun and then the inner light is used as a very brief transition so uh this one it's kind of an abbey road mix of stuff because they really must like i want you she's so heavy because you hear that coming in and then backing vocals from oh darling yeah yeah uh Uh, yeah this one's okay this one didn't didn't really stand out for me as anything other than like oh let's get yet another uh georgian here (laughs) right so uh but yeah pretty i mean that song you gotta have so you gotta have here comes the sun in there it's got to be there somewhere so exactly um, so next up you have a a mashup of three different songs including the you already mentioned the the transition which was from cry baby cry the can you take me back where i came from is at the end of this yeah but you hear uh, it's come together and dear prudence which i think do work pretty well they're both d major or d minor d songs and they you'll i think you hear dear prudence sort of slowly coming in uh and it over the vamp or something and it works pretty well yeah uh, this works okay this might be one that i would be like um you, you know my feelings about come together i'm not yeah the huge of it come together yeah. fan i'm just over it kind of tired of it yeah maybe this would have been a place that hey let's get an older track track in mm. instead of another you know, late yeah. period John song that is very popular. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it works. It works just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so 
solid. Solid. Yeah. Uh, back in the USSR. Oh, we have revolution next. Oh, I'm sorry. Revolution. Yeah, yeah. Revolution and then back in the USSR. Both kind of straightforward. Yeah. Right? There's yeah, not, nothing not really... a whole bunch of fanciness to this. No. No. This seemed to me to be like, okay, so it's Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> what are they going to... Let me think about what they're going to do with costumes. Mm-hmm. Let's give them a revolution so they can do a revolution thing. Let's give them a USSR. Maybe they can get some Russian themes into their costuming. Yeah, change <laughs> the world, it says here. Uh, for the back in the USSR description, it says... Anarchy, a rebellious gang of iconoclastic free spirits make a driving statement of rebellion against the accepted conventions of order. They may push to jostle the authorities and change the world, but their high spirits and playfulness are never far beneath the surface. <laughs> and that's for both of those songs, which do link together pretty well. Yeah, it does, it does fit together pretty well, those two. And um, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah I, I figured that that was more for the design of the show yes. including those two and including those two in such a straightforward manner mm-hmm. um neither of those are you know no they're exciting me these days but no, uh, no they're both good songs obviously i'm not gonna say that they're not bad songs yeah now here's maybe the highlight too i mean if you if you you have to own this thing or you have to listen to this thing for this and this is while my guitar gently weeps. Now, not the not the famous not EC EC version. We already got that EC solo waiting. Yes, right, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what I liked was that they, uh, and this was oh uh, I'm going to quote again from George Martin from the fifth chapter of the uh, Beatles Love po- podcast. Um, and George uh, chose to use an early version of the recording for the album. And then he was asked to write the orchestral backing for the track. Wasn't his idea, according to Giles. Giles says, it was amazing how he weaves around a song that changes tempo dramatically. You may not notice it. He speeds up and slows down, just him and the guitar. So, uh, yeah. So they took a demo. They took George's demo, which we heard on the third anthology, right? Yep, um, which was one of the highlights Beautiful. of the third an- uh, anthology. But on its own, just sort of, yeah, not much but George and guitar. Uh, so to get George Martin out of retirement for one last hurrah <laughs> to write a uh, fantastic, I think, arrangement for this track fits in so beautifully of course this is the one with the slightly different lyrics you know yes with the alternate verse no i agree i think it's uh, i've I've always liked the demo version too and the fact that martin thought so highly of it because i know that he had some he and george didn't always get along or they, they were he didn't always give george harrison the respect maybe uh so the fact that he took this and then wrote what I think it, I like the way it's described as weaving around a track. I think it fits very well, and uh, it yeah, I, I think it's very successful uh, and fits well. And uh, it, again, it's hearing the song in a different way from the traditional version, that the, the fast version or faster, harder version. So uh, I I think this works very well. Yeah, 
Then we do uh, Day in the Life. Yeah, yeah here's where we get into the greatest hits, the absolute yeah, exactly. greatest, top-notch it's, greatest hits. Yep. Once a day in the life starts, you know, oh, we're getting kind of around the end. You probably yeah. took your bathroom break already. <laughs> you know, you, you went, where would you go to the bathroom? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. So we're starting a run here. So it's a day in the life, then Hey Jude, then Sergeant Pepper. And actually, actually, you know, after you hear a day in the life, you're like, oh, we're how could we possibly go on from there? Right. So when Hey Jude comes in, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, kind of worked because everybody thinks of A Day in the Life as the end of Sergeant Pepper. And that's, that's, it's such a final kind of song. And out of that comes Hey Jude. Yeah. And this yeah. shortened version too, which one of the reviewers really didn't like that they cut, cut it down. It's like, well, they're not going to keep the three minutes of, i loved out. it i love yeah. it at this length i love it at yeah. this length i mean i hey you want that hey jude it's still sitting around what are you what are you it's complaining not hard about? to find yeah i particularly love in the this hey jude that they once again this so this isn't so mashed up no but what is great about it is like i said they drop out the everything mm -hmm. and you just get those clean vocals yeah yeah of everybody singing ah, nah, nah, and you're like oh yeah this is great yeah. and then in comes that bass line on its own <laughs> so you can really just sort of like sink your teeth into like the elements of the yes track, yeah, that, which, yeah which is really great yeah um and then you know sergeant pepper lonely hearts club band reprise coming in there perfect place for it yep yep and then you think, oh, that usually goes into a day in the life. What could it possibly go into? And then as soon as it goes into all you need is love, it's like, oh, that's the whole name of the damn show. Yes. You knew they would have to end with, they're not going to end with love me do. I mean, <laughs> no, no, you got to, got to end with all you need is love and perfect uh, conclusion to the show. Well, and of course, famously at the end of uh, All You Need Is Love, you you would have, uh, you know, she loves you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it already was set the stage for what they do with it, which is they give you a little, some rain, mm -hmm. some Sgt. Peppers, you get some of the the guys talking from the from uh, their Christmas album. Yeah, like, oh, that's right. Turn off the lights. Oh, that's right. oh here we go. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you get a little good night. Yeah, orchestra slid in there, which is just perfect. Yeah, sort of like everything's ending. Ah, we're leaving. All right, bye guys. Yeah, sort of that tour kind of force right it. at the end. Yeah, really great. Now let's talk about these two bonus tracks too, uh, which is "Fool on the Hill" and "Girl." Right. A girl so, has. Uh, it's basically it's girl and it's it's guitar solo is kind of over it, right? Yeah, it's kind of on top, like inter yeah interwoven. Bum 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 bum. So you oh, get and, that lick. Uh, and I love her. Lick. Yeah. And I love her lick. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that both of them work really great. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. And Fool on the Hill starts with, uh, it's a little kind of mysterious. It's like the Fool on the Hill without, I don't know if it was an early take or what it was or just uh, an arrangement or something, but it doesn't I, start. I think it might've been another take because I remember yeah. hearing a take where it's like, Dun, da, da, dun. It's right. that sort of thing, but on uh, it's like a xylophone. Yeah, yeah, like keyboard playing in the, like in the percussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it comes into the regular song itself, and yeah, um, sounds sounds good. You wonder why they weren't in the show. I guess that's always the question. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah, nothing wrong with them. Well, from what you said, it sounds like those were the early sort of like it was the trial attempt, runs. sort of like, hey, we're going to do a few of these and show you what we got. Yes. And then they're uh, like, oh, it's going to be like this. I can't even believe it. Keep yeah. Doing so it. it says uh, Giles in an interview said that, that he and his father were afraid they wouldn't get the green light to do the project. So they made they made more music than eventually was released, including She's Leaving Home, which we didn't hear and a version of Girl that he was particularly fond of. And then uh, the Beatles loved it and responded very positively. So uh, that, yeah. So I would be curious to hear if she's leaving home, if that was. Yeah, where's that at? I don't know. What are we doing? I don't know where that is. Guys? (laughs) Yeah, must be He's too busy doing, you know. Let uh, it be, I guess. Let it be, I guess, to do that. But (laughs) Well, there's a couple things I want to say, too, which is, okay, so there's, the CD version, a couple of these tracks are shorter on the CD version. Yes, that's the one I have here. Mm-hmm. And then they're extended. They were extended on the DVD, which is why I got the DVD. I'm like, I'm not missing a minute of this. <laughs> what, am, mm-hmm. what am I, a chump? <laughs> uh, and then, and uh, anything that you're streaming now is the full versions, the longer yes. versions of it. So uh, if you got the streaming, then you're going to get the whole shebang including those two tracks initially full and nail and the girl were uh available you remember when we used to go to itunes dave i do, do you, and you get a thing called itunes i do down yeah. you'd pay for an you album paid. Yeah. it's like oh i can get two bonus tracks by buying it on itunes sure i'm yep. in you know yeah so uh those were bonus tracks initially but now they're uh just uh, anywhere you stream there they are so Something uh, I, I, uh, I don't know about you, how I, f- but I feel like this album is very overwhelming uh, because it's just, yes. it's, it's really like uh, intense listening experience. And yeah. it's, it's o- like just overwhelming. It's very long, especially if you listen to the full versions of everything. There's so much change. So it's so busy that uh, I can see why, like, if you saw it in a show, it might make more sense. But I find it very tiring to listen to almost. Not it, a, is t- it is yeah. long. It is tiring. Yeah. It is. And I, like, I really feel like the first half doesn't work as well as the second yeah. half. Yeah. So a lot and... of times I would just jump into, say, something or bring uh, yeah. Mr. Kite yeah. and just start from there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know, because it's yeah. just it's just too much almost, and it it's to their credit. Obviously, it took a lot of work to put all this together, but as a listening experience, it's very yeah overwhelming and tiring. Uh, yeah, and it is. But I would say, as a for a fan, it is fun to particularly on the first few listens where we didn't have you know, and back when this came out, how many years ago now? Yeah, it's fourteen years. Fourteen years. it wouldn't be real easy to figure out other than listening to it and using your memory and your ears and stuff. Yeah. Uh, What is that from? Like what? Oh, I know they're putting bits in here, but what is that? Like the first time it goes into, I want you, she's so heavy out of Mr. Kite. I just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I obviously knew what that one was. But there's a lot of these other little things that you find yeah. out about, like, you know, the sparrow at the beginning of, right. of zooming uh, in and, out. and things yeah. like that. So uh, for a lifelong diehard Beatles fan who knows all every 
Beatles thing there is and different versions from different things. It really is a, a, a treasure trove, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but can be sort of an academic kind of like <laughs> uh, thing where you're paying more attention to trying to figure out these little de- minute details than just enjoying it as a fan. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm curious as to what the experience of, say, someone who's never heard the Beatles or anything mm. would be coming in and hearing these tracks might, might be a very pleasant experience for them. You know, might be, yeah. a, might be a good sort of greatest hits album. You know, the Beatles, I mean, we, we, most of us grew up on the red and blue, you know, the red and blue albums. We think yeah. of those as the Beatles greatest hits. Another era of people grew up as Beatles. One was the Beatles greatest hits. I wonder if a because I saw a lot of review, I read a lot of reviews, reviews relatively positive about mm-hmm. this. I saw one that was three and a half stars, and that was probably about the worst review of it. They said, well, a, a way to introduce the youth to the Beatles. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's exactly I the don't thing. Think so, no. but I could see maybe a, if someone's never heard the Beatles and they heard this, they'd be like, oh, this is very intriguing stuff. Mm hmm. But I wonder if they'd be like real puzzled by like drive my car the word and what you're doing as a yeah you know, yeah as an entity like things like that where it's like uh, uh, minute Beatles tracks stacking upon each mm-hmm. each other. Well, and that kind of gets to as we're kind of wrapping it up here how this album holds up 14 years later because. People don't really, I mean, mashups kind of went through a phase. I remember people sent me mashups of different things and now it's kind of not a, I mean, people don't really use it discreetly like that anymore. Very often it's not, not as popular. Uh, so how do you think it holds up for like, let's say us for Beatle fan, like the diehards who know these songs and, you know how to what do you think I, now i think it does hold up and and i i haven't mentioned this you know i recently got sirius xm one of the reasons i got sirius xm dave is because i'm i'm a really my introduction to music was as a very young kid listening to top 40 mm-hmm. uh in and that was in the 80s and the 80s on eight once a week has the top 40 countdown but it's like from 1980 right so uh and i just i love it me too i I heard heat of the moment today it was great yeah 1982 yeah (laughs) you'll hear these songs that you haven't thought about in like literally like crazy in the night from uh kim carnes oh yeah Yeah. which pretty good (laughs) it's kind of a silly song but it's like man i haven't heard that in so many years and it just really takes you back so I kind of got it for that and they were having a disc a deal and you know that kind of thing but i was like oh the beatles channel too you know obviously yeah. i'm gonna listen to the beatles channel and when these pop up these tracks from this pop up on the beatles channel it's a refreshing mm-hmm. like kind of like oh this is an alternate version of this right you right. know so as far as that goes i'd put it on the level of beatles anthology mm-hmm. oh yeah it's a good pairing yeah yeah as far as like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple of tracks, I think, really heighten the game. The Mr. Kite, obviously. Yeah, Strawberry really, Fields. Really fantastic. Strawberry mm-hmm. Fields, fantastic. And um, 
this version of uh, my, my Wild Mind Guitar and yes. Jimmy Weeps is, is uh, you know, essential. Mm-hmm. So uh, other things, like if Gink Nuss never comes up, <laughs> that's fine. You know, if, uh, yeah. you know. The glass onion version. And, yeah, uh, it's just a transition here. That's sort yeah. of a building kind of thing. Uh, you know, that's fine. They're too, they're too you know. Little, yeah. Yeah. You know. I think what probably you would agree what it does do is make us both want to see the show at least that uh, <laughs> yeah we, we if, really if would there's love one to. thing that this yes. made me do is want to see the show yeah. but i will say this i when we started this project and i was like let's do love let's talk about it i was i was i had that fatigue you were talking about yeah yeah but the last few days for some reason i've just been like hey yeah put it on again let's do it let's rock mm-hmm. this so well it yeah i yeah. mean it's really it's well done uh it, you get your money's worth on the recording because i think my cd which has the shorter version is like 79 minutes so it's it's that's probably why it's so overwhelming it's totally full yeah uh, but yeah. but it is i mean it's a it packs a punch and it's really creative in a lot of ways so yeah. Uh, so I, I, I admit that I have changed my tune a little bit here and it's been fun to go back and listen to it in a different way. And then do, I guess also doing some reading about it. I think back at the time I didn't really care. So I didn't yeah. read much about it. So, cause like, I don't really like the visuals and not too interested in mashups, but now reading about it, it's like, okay, well, this is pretty creative. So. so this is a read all about it. <laughs> yes, I would say so. I would extra say so. texture episode. Well, Dave, I think I've I've leaned a little more towards the point of view you had too, which is I think I would re- I, after I see the show for this, then I think what these tracks will do was is that they'll also be a visual stuck right. in my mind that goes along with it Mm -hmm. uh but i've really enjoyed going through this week and particularly with like things like octopus's garden with the good night at the beginning that intro it's some some of those elements it it really like uh stuck with me this week and it really made me think about how a grateful i am that giles martin is around Mm -hmm. and has taken like had giles martin just gone into a different field than his father who <laughs> he'd be kind of working screwed at a bank right or something yeah <laughs> so i'm really happy that giles martin is around to uh, uh keep yeah. us in the in the and so this as a as a baton toss to giles martin uh to these fantastic last three sets that we've got and hopefully a fourth well we uh, it uh, I guess that uh, just sort of naturally leads to an, uh, you know, story, which uh, obviously is the, the we, we talked about in our last episode, I think that the film for Peter Jackson. Yeah. The get back, get back film has been delayed a year. As far mm-hmm. as its release, we have not heard if that will release, will delay or not delay a set. I have some hot off the press news. Oh, from Dave. the latest issue of Beetle Fan Magazine here. Oh, yes, uh, great. They they inter well, unfortunately it's not good, but they uh, interviewed somebody related to the either Peter Jackson or the record companies and they said it's all coming out together. 
the movie, uh, the box, the book, the whole shebang is going to uh, be delayed. To celebrate that 51st anniversary <laughs> of it coming up. Right. Right. I'll, we'll, we'll have a big party. We'll toast to the 51st. Uh, let it be yeah. next year. So, yeah, unfortunately, looks like we'll have Maybe. to wait a yeah, we'll we'll have to wait a little longer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe if uh, I don't know, we'll we at least have Flaming Pie coming out at the end of this month. We're recording in early July, so that's coming out. And oh yeah, uh, Dave, we'll we're to... gonna d- deep dive so deep, yes, into so that. deep into that one. Uh, yeah, obviously we'll have something before then, but um, mm-hmm. we're really looking forward to that, and hopefully. If there is a silver lining in all of this, uh, people staying at home and stuff like that is, uh, I would think that it would be pretty easy for, say, Giles Martin to get into a vault. That's true. <laughs> somewhere and <laughs> just kind of keep himself in a vault for a couple yeah, months. And that's true. Social through some old tapes, let's say uh, George Harrison's vault or something. <laughs> right, right. Uh, say if you're a, if you're a, uh, person who's been a non-stop touring for uh 40 <laughs> years maybe you're i don't know got nothing to do might pick up a sit at the piano pick up a yeah. guitar and so we might be getting some i'm hoping that this leads to some new paul some new ringo some new yes you know some new every musician you love yeah uh, yeah uh, i hope because, so uh, new music from from uh is 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 really and at times like this, we got the new uh, Dylan recently. Yeah, we were just talking before the show about uh, Bob Dylan's new album, Rough and Rowdy Ways. And that is, uh, it, it's kind of filled a void, I think, because you and I are both major yeah. Dylan fans. And, and there's some really great stuff that's, that you can really chew into. And it's been yeah. nice to have something new to deal exactly. with. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully there's, uh, you know, uh, there's silver linings in the, yes. in the uh, dark clouds of the yeah. <laughs> nonsense we've been dealing with. Definitely some, uh, some flaming pie is going to oh, be, we're gonna be setting, we're us, yeah. setting us on. I'm going to be spending so much time listening to flaming yes. pie. Me too. going to make your head spin. So. Yes. <laughs> well, great. So this has been fun to talk about love and, uh, you can always reach us at uh, the usual spots that we post in the uh, description uh, by email or uh, Facebook, Twitter, the usual ways. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and we'll, if anything, if we get any more news before our next episode, we'll be sure to let you know. But in the meantime, stay safe and we will see you next time.